That's right, everybody. It's Brooklyn Paper Radio. I'm Garsh Kuntzman, along with Vince DiMaselli, broadcasting live from the Brooklyn Paper Building in downtown Brooklyn, America's downtown. Vince, it is great to see you. As always, Garsh, a pleasure to be here. And we are sponsored again by Atlas Steakhouse out there on Coney Island Avenue in Kensington. You know, they do... A Mediterranean-style steakhouse. Not the German kind. No, you know what happens at those German kind of steakhouses. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Peter Luger. That's right. Anyway, Vince, it's great to see you. Monday, Monday, Monday in the big city of Brooklyn, New York. What's going on in your world, Vince? Well, I had a tough night's sleep last night. I couldn't sleep. Oh, my God. I couldn't sleep a wink. You probably have the same problem I was having. You ready for this? I had a dream that office manager Lisa Malwitz was hit by a bus in Los Angeles. What was she doing in Los Angeles? What were you doing? I was at Mike McLaughlin's wedding. Former Brooklyn paper reporter legend Mike McLaughlin is getting married in March Mm -hmm. in Los Angeles. He invited me. Nice. And my gal pal. I, I haven't gotten that invite yet. Well, it must have been lost in the snail mail. Yeah, possibly. Anyway, I'm in L.A. in my dream. Malowitz sees me across Cuyahanga Boulevard. She comes running across, plowed by a bus. But it's, it was good to see her today. She looks great. <laughs> I'm glad she looks great. I'm, I'm happy she's alive. Uh, what, what do you got going on? I'll tell you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to a Broadway show. Yeah, it's about time you go to a Broadway no, show. No, I got to go because people are afraid of the terrorists. They're afraid something's going to happen. But I'm I'm not that kind of person. Who's I gotta afraid of the terrorists? You mean people are afraid to go into the city because of terrorism? <sighs> Listen. Every year, me and my family, we go into the city for Christmas to help celebrate my mother's birthday. This year, we're going to we're, we're going to Asbury Park, New Jersey. That's a little weird. You, your mother was born on, on Christmas Day? Uh, she's born on twenty seventh. Oh, okay, I thought maybe she was Jesus. No, possibly. So what are you? She's seeing? certainly a saint. What show are you seeing on uh, the Great White Way? Oh, I'm gonna go see Misery. Misery. Yeah, should be should be good. Oh, are you going with anybody? Yeah, I'm taking my wife. Oh, it's good because Misery loves company. Oh, that play hey. is supposedly so bad. Why would you see Misery? Well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> There's only one reason to see Misery. It's literally the safest play on Broadway to Wait, see. Wait, why is it so safe, Misery? Why is it so safe? It's, it's the only play you can go to with Bruce Willis in the building. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Mr. Denny McLean or whatever. The play is supposed to John, be horrible. John McLean. <laughs> the, play, the play is supposed to be horrible. He's sleepwalking through it. Uh, He's in bed. Daily News columnist Joe Demonowitz gave it two stars, and I stand by that review. You know, I work for the Daily News, Vince. I've heard, I've heard this. I heard you are a top editor at the Daily News. I am a top editor at the Daily News. Thank oh. you for reminding the folks. Anyway, as I said, we're sponsored by Atlas Steakhouse. Vince and I are going to be going for their Mediterranean steak later. I'm also drinking a little of this Brooklyn Roasting Company, which now has a secret annex in the Brooklyn Marriott. I don't, I don't have my coffee. Jimmy. Jimmy, where's my coffee? Coffee's gone. Well, we're going to be doing... We're Jimmy, gonna, we got Jimmy a, it's on that desk. Can you get that coffee yeah. for me? Wait, Jimmy, come on. We got a couple of stories to get to. I know Vinny wants to talk about the big news in Argentina, big election down oh, there. Oh, we got to get to the Argentinian election. We'll get to it. A lot of big stories to talk about before that, though. But I promise, uh, if you're listening for that story, we'll get to it. The big thing, though, is we want to... It's, it's, it's Monday. We got to look what's in the papers. Right, Jimmy? Let's see what's going on. Jimmy? <laughs> I read the morning all right, it's Jimmy and the Revolvers with the morning paper song. And there was no bigger story in the Brooklyn paper today than the Long Island College Hospital rezoning in Cobble Hill. Now, you may be sitting there saying, oh, I know, you're leading with the rezoning. You're le- is that what you're going to do? You're going to go with the rezoning? kind of inside baseball stuff. That, no, it's not, because I got Lauren Gill, the reporter, on the phone. I'm going to get her on here. Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy let's get that phone. This is Gilly. Oh, I shouldn't have done that. Let me try that again. No, she's our newest reporter. Is she really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's see if we can get her in here. She's knocking out of park. She- hey, Lauren. Hey. It's Gersh Cousin over here at Brooklyn Paper Radio with your boss and co-host, Vince DiMaselli. Get on in here. We want to talk about literary zoning. Get in All here. All right. Sounds All right. good. All right. This is great. 
I, this Listen. is the thing I love about this show is you just you have a crew of reporters out there and they're just going to come on in. That's right. It's great to And have she's going to come in. Here she comes. Come on in, Lauren. We haven't met before. It's great to have you on Brooklyn Paper Radio, sponsored by Atlas Steakhouse. It's a Mediterranean-style steakhouse, as you know. Put on some headphones and tell us a little bit about, first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself. You're a new reporter here at the Brooklyn Paper. Yep. Wow, one-word answer. How does it feel to be working with the great Vince DiMasselli? Oh, love it. Yeah. Have you gotten back one of those stories where you did everything wrong, top to bottom? Uh, not yet, luckily, but pretty much. Oh, that's there. not luck. That's not luck, my friend. That must be skill. Anyway, Lauren, <laughs> you had a big story in the paper today about the Lich rezoning. Now, Councilman mm-hmm. Brad Lander opposes it. Why don't you just give us an idea of what is even going on here? There's two plans on the table. They both call for housing. Yeah, so there's an as of right plan, which would they wouldn't have to rezone. They could move ahead. They could build it right there. Build it. Um, what is it? What is it? Their apartment, their towers. Okay. But they oh, also, okay. they added on to this as of right plan. They said they want to put dorms there uh, mm. just to, so the residents were just a bit off for that. Wait, well, what, kind um, of do- what kind of dorms for what? Yeah. Um, Who's for living in these dorms? I mean, college, college kids, students, right? College, college students. Kids. They're the so they worst. Know, well, they know be, these Cobble yeah. Hill residents don't want a college kids. Oh, wait, 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 wait. So the dorms are some kind of threat? Is that what you're saying? Is that what you're suggesting? Yeah, I think they put them in there, you know, just to push through their plan, which would require rezoning. All right, before oh, we get okay. to before we get to the substance of it, so what's the other plan? If that's the that's the controversial one. Yeah, so they'll build they'll build higher, have higher. more apartments, uh, bigger towers. They're marketing as they'll be off the street, so they won't interfere, sort of, with the buildings in the area, which are mostly brownstones. All right, hold on. Um, Let's backtrack for a second. Let's just tell the the listener where we're talking. We're talking about Atlantic and Hicks. What, what are we talking about? Uh, it's got to be the old Lich Hospital. The old yeah, Long yeah, Island Atlanta. College. Yeah, that's, that's Atlantic and Hicks. Okay, yeah. so what's wrong with let's now we'll talk about the substance. Brad Lander opposes the bigger towers with the public amenities and the uh, low mm-hmm. income housing. What's wrong with big towers on Atlantic Avenue? I say build it high. It's out of the character of the community. That's that's who's making that complaint. The community members. Oh, so lots of community members saying we don't want big so towers. So a small right? group yeah. of community members is saying big towers are no good, even though several blocks in both directions there are extremely large towers. Yeah, I mean, I guess they're saying mm-hmm. it's a gateway for more building like that in the area, and they also don't really like the amenities that they're trying to put in there. They don't want a school that doesn't have a playground mm-hmm. located oh, a second, in a dark a area. What's this, wait, Gilly, what's this talk about a school? So part of the plan would be, they said, all right, we'll give you a park, like more parkland, um, which would sort of just be like a courtyard type area. Mm-hmm. And then we'll give you a school, you so know. they're just going to build a school. It's going to be in, in one yeah, of these, in one of these towers? One of, that's going to be on the lower level. Wait, right. yeah. Do we need a school? Uh I don't think so. I mean, I believe the children <laughs> are the future. I don't think Raise them well and give them a school even if they don't need one. Right? Is that what we're talking about? I don't think Let's we need a school without a playground in an area that wouldn't be suited to Look, it. When I was a kid, we used to commute to school uphill both ways, and we didn't have a playground, and it snowed every day. It was. It was. I remember those times. Anyway, all right. So, so Gilly, what is the substance of the criticism? I hear Brad Lander put it on his website for the quote-unquote community to vote, and the community said... Well, we're going to pick the lesser of two evils. What was the community-backed plan? Oh, the tough questions, Gersh. It really wasn't that tough. What was, <laughs> what, the, the, what was the plan the community backed, Lauren? It was, oh, to build the as of right. Build the as of right. Smaller oh, right. towers. Wait, so, the, but is that, is that it? 
is that essentially true? I'm not sure which which has which but has which has taller towers. The 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 new plan that they want to do that need, that requires a zoning change has the taller towers or, yeah. or fatter yeah. towers. I'm yeah, taller. Okay. Lauren, we are recording live from the tenth floor of the Brooklyn Paper Building. I am looking out the window at towers. Some of them as tall as One World Trade Center. Some of them as tall as the Marriott Hotel. Some of them as tall as the District Attorney's Office. What is the problem with a twenty-five story tower in Atlantic? Avenue. I'm going to jump in here, Gosh. And I I'm, wanted a question. I wanted to an answer my question. Well, I'm just going to jump in there for a second. Okay, go okay. ahead. I, I think I think I think you're being a little, a little obtuse. Am I? Oh yeah. Am I? I think that Cobble Hill doesn't have the towers that you're talking about. And the area that we're talking about doesn't have these towers right now. Doesn't sure. have them yet. Doesn't the towers. Sure, there are towers close by. There are towers down Court Street, probably yeah. the closest ones. You know, near uh, State Street and stuff like that. But that's that's pretty far away. Well, look. I believe the future of Brooklyn is more like Coruscant, okay? Not not like a bucolic Virginia Jeffersonian democracy thing. I want Brooklyn to build high and build smart, build with affordable housing, middle-income housing, housing for guys like me who don't make the big bucks like you, Dimaselli. I just work at the Daily News. I'm just a humble reporter. But they, right, Gil? Where do you live, Gil? Williamsburg. Wait a minute. What are you paying? You can be honest. We're New Yorkers. How much my apartment yeah, is Yeah, what are you paying? Yeah, what's your rent? Fifteen hundred. Now, what would I if I told you that you'd probably be paying a thousand if there were six hundred thousand more units of housing in this city? What would you say to that? I mean, I yeah, I believe the children are the future. That's what you'd say. I She's definitely, got She's definitely confused about that question. Well, Lauren, you did a great job. Any last comments about this story? Because it's a big one. It is. Where do you think it's going? Who's going to win? Uh. I think they're going to go as of right. As of right. Well, that's easy. They could just do it. Build it. Yeah. So how tall are those buildings if they go as of right? I think it's like 37. 37. So, so and if they don't go as of right, the zoning change, it goes to 47? Uh, something around there. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Ten stories. Well, the, We're having a big debate. You know, the thing about it is the Long Island College Hospital is not part of the historic district down there. Just like you nice know, point. Most, most hospitals most hospitals within historic districts aren't. They've been, they're not part of that district, so anything can happen, you know, in those spaces. So we'll see how this one plays out. But uh, no matter what, they're getting some towers down there in, mm-hmm. in lower Cobble Hill. And no matter what, it sounds like Lauren Gill is going to be a bulldog on this story. Am <laughs> I right, Lauren? It. Sure you thing. got your you got your your canines into Brad Lander's leg. Am I right? I don't know about that. All right, I don't either. Because we asked Brad Lander to comment on this story. In all honesty, he said, "Call my scheduler," and it got fell through the cracks. Anyway, Lauren, Lauren, get the hell out of here, Jimmy. That's Next our morning paper segment. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Lauren. All right, that's our morning paper. Jimmy and the revolvers out of Liverpool. Listen, Vinny, yes. we are going to do something. I thought she did pretty good. She's fine. She's a kid. Yeah. Listen, I know you want to get to the Argentina president uh, thing. We got to talk Very about it. Very big election down there south of the border, south of many borders. But I got to do something that's never been done on radio. Mm-hmm. I was working on a story for the Daily News. It's up on our website already. It's called It's My Rye Story. You ever drink You ever drink a rye? You ever have a rye? I'm sure I have. Well, a lot of people think it's like that's what Bogart drinks when he's trying to forget about a dame. But I'm Gersh Kunstman. I drink rye. Mm-hmm. Well, how often do you drink rye? I drink rye whenever I can get it. And I have in front of Vince DiMaselli four different ryes, four different American and Canadian ryes. We're going to do something Wait. never before done on radio. We're going to do a rye taste test. Let me before we even start this, yeah. you just got to give me a definition of rye. How is this different from scotch? Is it different from brandy? What 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 is a rye? Well, a rye is you take rye, which is a grain, and you uh, distill it. Sometimes mixed with some corn, you're going to try some sweeter rye. Sometimes even mixed with a bit of sherry, 
You're going to try some of that. And how is that different from my favorite, just a, a straight uh, single malt scotch? A lot of rye is very similar to single malt. But as I said, we're going to try it. We're going to do this, this unbelievable concept, a radio taste test. So, Vince. And rye is whiskey. I just want to be clear. It is this. a whiskey. It is okay. whiskey. So whiskey. what I got here to start, Vince, is an, I've chilled it. I've put it on ice here. First of all, this is a Pikesville rye. It's a Pikesville straight rye out of Louisville, Kentucky. Just describe the color for us if you can. Well, it looks it looks pretty brown. It looks a little brown. Okay, I'm going to take a sip. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Nice. I'm going to let you try that. Interesting. Now, when Smooth. I drink the rye, am I supposed to drink? Am I supposed to hold it? No, just drink it. It's it just. It's just. A, now, don't don't take a big gulp like you always do. No, has there has there been any water put in this? Maybe I put a little ice in it. Little ice. So open. it's opened up a bit. It should open up. It's opened up. So okay. you, you try the pikes. Tell me what you think. This reminds me of church. Yeah. Amen. So how would you describe the taste of that rye? It is smooth, a little spicy. A little spicy, right? Yeah, because that's the spiciness of rye. But you'll taste some vanilla coming through here. And they say a little bit of jam, a little jammy. Really? Okay. We got another one now. I'm not getting the jam. But You're not getting the jam? Um, I'm going to try something called a few. This is few rye. This is out of Evanston, Illinois. Same thing. Would you describe the color for us, Vince? It, it's a little brown. A little brown, okay. Not coffee brown. Hmm. Totally different. I, w I want you to try that, Vince. That is a totally different... Well, I'm cleansing my palate. I think that's very wise. I'm going to have a little bit of this so. Brooklyn Roasting Company. So try that. Try is the that, few. Is that the way to try cleanse? You really want to cleanse with coffee? Try the few. This is very nice. I'm going to try it. Hold on. Okay, can I give a sniff? Yeah. <laughs> no, smells, smells a little spicy. Hold on. Just describe the taste to me. No one's ever done this on radio, a taste test. Hmm. What do you think? It's a little spicy. It's the spiciness of rye, yeah. but that one's got a little flatter. There's very little corn in that, so it's not as sweet as the other one we just tried. Interesting that okay. you would say that. Okay. Now we're going to try something called Alberta Dark. Now this is out of Canada, up there in the North Country. This is a rye. To, describe the, North, the color. Describe the color for us. It's a little, it's a little brown. A little brown. I'm going to take a sip of this. Now right. this, I'm going to tell once I take a sip. Mm. Ah. Take a sip of that. Take a sip of that. Yeah. that uh, never before on radio have we done this. Mm. What do you think? This is the first time for everything. Here we go. It's Alberta Dark. It's an Alberta Dark. This, I will tell you, has a tiny bit of sherry in it, which changes the taste dramatically. What do you think? It's, it's a little spicy. A little spicy. That's the rye coming through. But do you taste the sweetness of the sherry? I'm getting... The spice. Okay, would you describe the color for me? It's it's brown. It's brownish. Yeah. So Alberta Dark is is available in stores around town for twenty nine dollars a bottle. Very good value here. And finally, I'm going to pull out something called Angel's Envy. Do you know Jimmy? When you when you distill bourbon, as I do, when you put it into casks, you tend to lose about one or two percent a year. They call that the Angel's Share because it evaporates into the heavens. Well, this is the angel's envy. This is the stuff that's left over. Would you describe the color for me there, Vince? It, it's brown. It's a little brown. I'm going to take a sip of that. Mm. I love that one. I love that one. I'm going to go for this one, too. Give it a sip. Tell me what you think. Hold on. Never before done on I gotta, radio. i got to cleanse again. Nice cleanse. Nice. He even gurgled. Yeah, I got it. Well, you got take a sip of that and tell me what you think. But you can't really. Would taste. you describe the color first? I t it's a little brown. A little brown. Brown, brownish. He's taking a sip. Oh, he's taking a big sip there. What do you think? It's a little spicy. Now it's a little spicy, but you're also tasting some little rum, a little molasses. Am I right? That's because Angel's Envy is actually aged in rum barrels. 
And I happen to have the master distiller of Angel's Envy on the phone who's waiting for my call. Yeah, I'm going to call him right now. Are you kidding me? This is great news for Do I have to dial 9 to get out, Jimmy? Yes, you do. Oh, I just pressed the wrong button entirely. Let's try that again. Jimmy? Jimmy? Jimmy, I'm I'm just totally messed up here. Oh, no. I got nothing here. Well, we had him on the line. I tell you, this is the cheapest phone I've ever seen. <laughs> really? Yeah. Eric Hercules, if you're out there. Eric Hercules. Hey, I got it, I got it, I got it. Here we go. Now, kids, do not try to get the number because this is Wes Henderson. Here we go. Wes Henderson from Angel's Envy. Vinny, what do you think of his whiskey? It's a little spicy. Yeah, very good. Let's see if we can get him on the phone, Jimmy. His name's Wes? Wes. Okay. Which one does he make? Angel's Envy. Very nice. Which is a little brown. I've noticed that. It's funny. I told him I'd call now. It's going straight to voicemail. He's this one is... of those guys. Hello. Hey, is that Hello? Wes? Wes Henderson? It's Gersh Kunzman in New York City with Vince DiMasselli. You're on Brooklyn Paper Radio. How are you? Oh, man, I'm great now. Jeez, <laughs> what, I'm, I'm honored to, uh, to be on such a big-time radio show. Now, oh, don't man. turn that around on us, Wes, because we have just sampled four ryes on the air, and you are live, and we have determined that Angel's Envy is our favorite of the four we just tried, and we want to congratulate you first on winning the Brooklyn Paper Radio Award for Best Rye. Well, thank you so much. That means a lot. I tell you what, coming from a, from an expert like you, and I know you guys have thoroughly researched and I'm sure had three or four or five of each one of them before making a decision. So that, I think that's awesome. We definitely, we had a lot of work over the weekend to root it out to these four finalists, and you, you're in very good company there with Pikesville, Few, and Alberta Dark. But Wes, Vince DiMasselli, my co-host here, was very impressed by the spiciness and the molasses sweetness of your rye. Why don't you give us just a, just a primer for our listeners who don't know rye, they don't know bourbon. They, tell them what we're drinking here. Well, we all know, and like you've told your listeners and you've written about, rye was our grandfather's drink, and it was known to be a very spicy whiskey, predominantly produced in the north and in the northeast, and uh, it's come back in the last few years and with, uh, uh, with the revival of classic cocktails and mixology, so we've embraced that, uh, but we've kind of taken it a step further. We've taken the spiciness of the rye, and we've decided to finish that rye in rum barrels, which brings the spiciness together with some sweet notes and molasses. And it's something that really dances back and forth. We're real proud of it. Where do you get those rum barrels? Like, where does that come from? That's a great question. Those rum barrels are from Plantation XO 20th Anniversary Rum. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a Barbados rum. So they, they literally... started out, the, the barrels actually started out as cognac Ferran barrels. Then they were used for Plantation Rum. And then we use them to finish our rye. You know, it's really interesting. A lot of people think, oh, you know, the liquor industry, what do they do for America? Let's talk about the liquor industry and recycling, because clearly these barrels are going from one place to another and adding flavor to our drinks. This sounds fantastic. It really is. And it's something that it, it's been going on for, for you know, 100 years. But it's something that we really haven't talked about. And it's something that, quite frankly, the consumer probably wasn't interested in. But now with the, the resurgence of whiskeys and bourbons, people want to know more about the origins of the product. They want to know about the history. And these are the things that are being talked about now that weren't talked about years ago. I mean, I drink a brown spirit, and I'm drinking green. <laughs> I mean, think about that. You can market. I just gave you a slogan. Oh, drink done. brown, drink green. 
Gunsman, you've done I it appreciate again. that. I'll send a release over so you can uh, sign off on it. No, 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 you'll send a contract over, Wes Anderson. You'll send a contract. <laughs> now, in all seriousness, though, I like the bit with the little sugary thing. If you had to give a hat tip to, to your competitors, what's a, what's a rye that you that you enjoy? I really like Paul's, uh, Paul a few spirits. I, mm-hmm. I, I like his rye very much, and I'm very pleased that you named it. As one of the top rides. Yeah, we got that right here. Vince found it a little, a little too spicy. A little spicy. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely got those spicy notes, and it's really a, If you really want to get, you know, walloped by the spice of the rye, that's one that you can, you can definitely find it. Uh, he's got one of my favorites. I'm trying to think of another one. Uh, Russell's uh, Jimmy Russell has a rye. Well, Jimmy well. Russell always has a rye. Come on now. <laughs> that guy's got everything. I like- I like that. So there's a lot of there's a lot of great. Willett has has an excellent a couple, a couple excellent rides. That well, let's with over the years. Let's not let's not talk about your competitors. Angels Envy really impressed us in the tasting because of that little sweetness at the end, like you said, little dance. Now Vince has got something to say. I, Vince, I, I'm just wondering, like, what what is a rye? Are you drinking a rye straight? Is this a, a, a drink that you're going to mix? Uh, is it a, is it a liquor that you're going to mix with other drinks? What's the what's the best use of the rye? Mm. Rye is probably, as a general rule best utilized in cocktails mm-hmm. no that's and not that's what, what you told me the other day my friend you said you said it was like wrong it was like a crime against humanity to drink yours on ice well it's a crime against humanity to drink mine ah, like that to ah. put mine in a, in a in a cocktail fair enough but uh, other rise are definitely probably more suited for cocktail purpose when i created this rye i wanted something you could drink neat I wanted something you could sit on the deck and put in a brandy or cognac snifter and enjoy okay. all the nuances. You just and described us. You just, just just described the Brooklyn exactly, Paper Radio exactly studio. Exactly what's happening I'm, in the studio right now. I'm literally on the deck. I got it in a cognac glass, and I'm just enjoying You're it. You're in your smoking jacket. I was in my smoking jacket earlier, but oh, I've taken it off because I got a little loose. It's a little hot in here. Well, Wes, we got to get out, but we want to congratulate you winning the Brooklyn Paper Radio taste test with Vince, who's not an aficionado, and with Gersh Kunstman, who is... Mm-hmm. Yeah. So congratulations. I, yeah, it's, it's a pleasure having Thanks, you on. Thanks, gentlemen. I appreciate it. You're very kind. Thanks for the honor. And if you need to send the bottle over to Vince, I'll get you the address later. Anyway, we're going to let him go. Wes Henderson, thanks for taking the time. Jimmy, hang up on him. Anyway, Wes Henderson's great. I've been talking to him for years about rye, about whiskey. Did you learn something today, Vince? I certainly did. I Like you said, when it started, I thought that rye was, I didn't even know it existed anymore. Well, yeah, you thought it was gone. Anyway, we got to get out. I would like to have a rye... With you, Vince, mm-hmm. at our new sponsor, <laughs> Atlas Steakhouse <laughs> in Coney Island Avenue in Kensington. Atlas Steakhouse, they make a Mediterranean-style steak. It's not one of those German-style steakhouses. I'm looking at you, Peter Luger. Yeah. Anyway, what are you going to get over you're there? Not getting, you're not, you're going to get like a burger? A, no, you're going to get a nice ribeye. I'm going to get a, I like a New York strip. Oh. I like a New York strip. I like a filet. A lot of people don't like the filet. Anyway. I'm, we, I'm not afraid of the filet, Gersh. we got to get to the big story. The president of Argentina. We've been talking about this vote all weekend, but before, hold on, but before we get to that, we've got a lot of big stories no, to get we, to. We've got to talk about that. You were going to tell me about a story you were working on at the Brooklyn paper, mm-hmm. and then you were going to kind of give me that insight, that behind-the-scenes look, because I, I miss it. I know I work at the big-time Daily News, but I'm editor emeritus of these Brooklyn papers, and i got to tell you something. I miss the... The rough and tumble, Jimmy. Now, I've heard you spent the, the best five years of your life at the Brooklyn. I miss the rough and tumble where an editor, a reporter comes into your office and says, Oh, boss, I got a great story. And you're like, yeah, tell me a great story. Well, Vince, tell me a great story. Well, well here's what happened. I get, I get, you know, I get the edited version of the story. The story comes into me. And, and the lead of the story is there's a sidewalk in, 
in Williamsburg that people can't get around this construction and it's all blocked off. And it's all because of the bureaucratic. This is the key word. That's me. No, no, I hear you. The key word, the bureaucracy. They can't get it done because of the bureaucracy. The bureaucracy. You got to wake me up, wake man. Up, I'm sleeping. Up. No, give me a lead that doesn't fall, put me to sleep. No, so what I said to the reporters were, I was like, look, you can't give me a story. You can't lead with the bureaucracy. You know why? Because what Gersh is doing right now. People hear bureaucracy and they're like, oh, just you can't fight City Hall. Well, guess what? You can fight City Hall if you find out what the actual cause of the problem so is. So what's the lead of the story now? Let's take, let's take a look. You want me to read it to you? Yeah, I do. It's, it's really fantastic. I want to see if it wakes me up. Williamsburgers are off the beaten path. And they want to get back on it. There you go. I'm up. You did it. I'm, I'm awake. There he is. What happened? Why did they end up off the beaten path, and how did they get back on it? Well, there was a derelict construction site has been covering oh. the sidewalk at Bedford Avenue North Cemetery. Listen, if you live there and you, you're you living through this hell every day. Every day. And now we're trying to get to the bottom of it. Why is it that way? So turns out it's not bureaucracy at all. It's just people not doing their job, not getting – not doing the things that they need to do to get the job That's done. not bureaucracy. That's just people failing to do the job. There's nothing wrong with government if people do the job. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with business if people do the job. Not business. I say build it high. There should be a 30-story building on that site. I think that's what they're, they're pushing. I mean, towards. Bedford Avenue has the L train. You're a couple of blocks from the G train. That's a perfect place to build it high. Uh, yeah, if you're near uh, transportation, you got to go high. Build it high. Fourth Avenue is rising right because of the rezoning that we talked about years ago. Fourth Avenue rising right. Now, is it beautiful or is every building attractive? No. But they're building it right. They're Some, building it high. It's somewhat right. They, they right. Have been, mistakes have been made, but for the most part, it's looking good. All right, so how is it going to resolve itself? Well, what's going to happen is eventually, we're hoping, that uh, because of this story, you know, things will start happening. Allegra Hobbs does it again. She's yeah. a young reporter who's going places. She was in here last week, and she did a great job, and we're very proud of her on this one. And again, asking the questions, digging down, finding the answers. Read it on brooklynpaper.com. I mean, uh, to me, when you go to brooklynpaper.com, you're going to find something you never saw before, including ads for Atlas Steakhouse, our new subscribe, our new, <laughs> our new sponsor, where you can get a Mediterranean-style steak on Coney Island Avenue so in Kensington. We've got to get to this Argentinian thing. I know. But we're going to talk about Before that, I do have another big story. we got to get Colin Mixon in here. I'm going to just call out to Ruth Brown, who's 8503. Yeah. Oh, oh, two? oh, no, no, uh, oh no. What no, just no, happened? No, Jimmy. No, slow down. Jimmy. You, you always do this. you got you got to relax. Uh, it's 88309. Eight, 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 oh. No, 8309. Uh, I got nothing. Oh, this is the worst case scenario. Jimmy, call. can you call out to 8309? 8309. No, you can't. I'll do it. I get nothing. What, are, what is wrong with this phone? We have to work. Eric Hercules. If Eric Hercules. He's our executive producer. I'm, I'm going to be clear on this. And he's well, in charge of all the equipment. And, you know, this is an issue. This is probably the cheapest. I, I, I mean, this is the cheapest phone ever. I, I, mean, hate, <laughs> I hate calling people out on the air. You'd think that they'd be listening inside on, on the. Oh, here we go. Here we go. There we go. 8309. I'll get Ruth to Ruth. send him in here. Yeah. I love Ruth. No, Ruth's awesome. Hey, Ruth, it's Gersh Kunzman and Vince DiMasselli from Brooklyn Paper Radio. Oh, my God. I know. You didn't expect a call, did you? I did not. Is Mixon off the phone yet? He sure is. Send him in here. Get him in here. Get him in here. I tell you, that Mixon's a good kid. I love the get in here segment. But, you know, Mixon thinks he's going to host this show someday, and he's got another thing coming to him. You know what I say, Gersh? You hire your replacement. You do, but not so soon. He needs a good few more years of scene. All right, come on in here, Mixon. You got what you wanted, but not the way you wanted it. You got to sit down and take it like a man. Here we go. Mixon, have you ever had rye? 
Uh, Give him some of that. Ooh. Some Pikesville. Give him some of that Try Pikesville. That. First of all, would you describe the color for us? Uh, I think it's a nice amber. Uh, that'd be I like brown, say. right? Can you just brown. use a two-cent word instead of your fancy five-dollar words? Mm. Uh, Take a brown. sip. Yeah. So tell us how you think it tastes, and then we'll ask you some questions. Oh, that's good. Yeah, a little spicy, huh? Yeah, that's good. So there's a reason we called you in here and applying you with alcohol because you were on a big story this week. Why don't you tell us a little about John Hooley Houlihan at Farrell's? You did the big story. Tell us yeah. about it. So Hooley has been... Uh, well, who is he? So Jim Hooley Houlihan is the owner, uh, part owner of Farrell's Bar, Bar and Grill. <clears throat> I'm sorry, which bar and grill? Uh, excuse me. Do you need to clear your throat How after old? all that rye, son? How's that rye? It's just a little bit. Oh, it's good. How old are you? Uh, Do I need to card you? Uh, you're welcome to. Give no, him some more rye. All right, so tell us about Hooli. So Hooli is the part owner of Farrell's Bar and Grill over in, over in Windsor Terrace. They just took my rye you away took, from me. You took the oh, booze away from him? Give him the, give him the dark oh, amber. He can't even speak. The kid give can't him the even dark. Speak. Give him the Alberta dark. This one here? Here, tell us the color on that one. Uh, what do you think the color is? Uh, this is also brown. Okay, good. Very Take good. a sip. All right. Oh, it's like a bar mitzvah here. Mm. We're trying to get the young kid drunk. Avenu shalom aleichem. That's also very good. Wait, is it spicy? Uh, a bit spicy. Yeah, a bit a spicy. Bit, yeah. All right, so tell us a little about Huli. Where were we? Uh, yeah, talk about Huli. Come on. Huli, uh, for the third time, is the part owner of Farrell's Bar and Grill in Windsor Terrace. Okay. okay. Um, Farrell's has been around since the 30s. Okay, that's a, that's venerable. Mm -hmm. It's been around. Um, Almost as long as Gersh Kunstman. Uh, Huli started serving there in the 60s. Okay, um, that's a, that's a fifty year run. Right, yeah, no, fifty but years. This you know how I did that math, Colin? In your head? I was born in 1965, and I am fifty. There you go. You ever you meet are, a fifty yeah. year old who's as vibrant and as virile and as sexually supercharged as me? Uh, I couldn't say. Yeah, I, couldn't I would have say. To think about it. You'd yeah. have to think. Now, yeah, yeah. think hard. Hooli served guys like like Pete Hamill and stuff, huh? He did. Yeah. In fact, um, there was a story. Pete Hamill was going out with. Uh, an actress oh, at the come time. Come on, you don't know that. Rebecca De Mornay? Was it Rebecca no, De Mornay? No. no. Hamill dated like so, uh, Bianca Jagger and people like that. No. But so back then, uh, women they wouldn't serve women at the bar, um, and the reason they gave was that they didn't have stools at the bar, and so they couldn't seat the women, hmm. and so they wouldn't serve them at the bar. If you if they wanted a drink, they would need their boyfriend or somebody to go to the bar and get them a drink. So. Back then, Farrell's uh, was kind of a fellas' joint. It was a place where the guys could go and uh, and hang out and get away from their and that their was legal and such. Um, or did people just look the other way? People like well, Pete Hamill just look the other way. Half the customers at Farrell's are cops and firefighters, so I think they look the other way. Hmm. Yeah, um, it's uh, this. It changed in the seventies. They changed their policy, but. Um, yeah, it was it was <laughs> did their policy, an interesting workaround. Yeah. Did their policy change when Pete Hamill brought a, a woman there? It, that that might have been it. I mm. some, I I don't know that specifically. Do you know that Pete Hamill dated Jackie O? I don't. Do you know who Jackie O is? Jackie O? No. Oh my god! Oh my god. The, Youth is wasted oh. on the young. Oh, I, I'm this, having another shot. No, this speaks to the problems with our education system. Oh really? They should be teaching the Jackie O. No, dated you Pete Hamill? Know, you have to know who Jackie is. I mean, she had blood on the dress, for God's sake. you got to know who Jackie O Maybe is. Maybe if we just said if it was Jackie Kennedy. Maybe he would He know. dated Jackie Kennedy. Do you know who Jackie Kennedy is? I do. I know who Jackie Kennedy okay, is. Okay, well, then. Do you know that she's Jackie O? Do you know what the O stands for? I oh, my I God! She's dating Pete Hamill! <laughs> Gloria! Pete Hamill's dating Jackie O! 
What? Uh, I thought he was with Shirley MacLaine. He was with MacLaine, but she's crazy. She's had millions of lives. <laughs> All right, we're we're. Colin Mixon doesn't know what we're doing right now. No, no idea. That's Gloria on the stoop. There's <laughs> Rhino. <laughs> we go into her. So anyway, you're at Farrell's and Hooli. Yeah. Is being honored by somebody. He's like a Hall of Fame bartender. Hooli's being honored by uh, Bartender Magazine. Uh, well, that's a pretty venerable institution. Uh, it's been around for a few decades. Yeah, I interned at I interned at Bartender. Did yeah. you really? No, I did not. In the in the early so you, 80s. So you know, yeah, I was a dog fan. What's fancy. that fellow's name? Ray. Ray. Yeah. Ray. Yeah. yeah Ray. I Ray. like Ray. He's a good guy. Well, that's fine, but tell us about Hooli. Who cares Ray, about Ray? Ray? Ray didn't hire me. Ray J. That's Johnson. Okay. <laughs> tell <laughs> us about Hooli. Come on. So, Hooli's, Hooli's Hooli, a good guy. Hooli. He, uh, he's, he's, on the, he's on the bar since uh, Hooli, Hooli. 96, and um, he, he sort of leverages his... Wait, uh, since 96? Yeah. That's, not, that's barely 20. It's not no, even 20 years. Well, he's owned it since 96. He's been working there since the 60s. Oh, uh, okay. So he's been there for a long time. He's, he's in the union? He's in the uh, bartender's union? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if he's in You didn't ask the tough question. Did you ask him about Jackie O? Um, I didn't know who Jackie O was. Mm. Hey, Hooli! Yeah. Gloria! Hooli! She's dating Jackie O! That's all he had to say. He would have totally understood. He would have got right in there. We are so high on Rye right now. Okay, so what happened? He got honored. Did they have the ceremony? What'd they do? Uh, they, they awarded him a, a very fancy ring. Ring? Yeah. Why a ring? I don't get that. Hmm. Uh, well, when you're inducted into the Bartender Hall of Fame with uh, Bartender Magazine, you get a like a fancy like, ring, like a Super Bowl ring, maybe like, yeah, a, it's, maybe like a oh, it's like a Super Bowl it's ring, like a Super Bowl ring. Yeah. What did he have? Did he have like a personalized thing? So you get to choose your stone. Nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, he so had, you chose diamonds. He no. So Ray, the owner of Bartender Magazine, has a diamond because. He's the owner of Bartender uh, Magazine. He's, he's Ray J. Johnson. Fair yeah. enough, fair enough. But so, uh, Hooli chose, like, a ruby. All right, ruby. Yeah. Ruby. I would have gone emerald. It's my birthstone. That's the green one, right? Yeah. <laughs> the green one. All oh right, so, Colin, we got to get out. In okay. the end, you, you've been around the block not that much. I've been around the block a lot. I mean, I've been around the block so many times, I'm dizzy, okay? Right. I don't love Farrell's. You don't like it. I said, no, I don't, don't love, love it. it. Okay. I don't love it. You don't love it. You want to watch a ball game and have a bud with a bunch of firefighters and cops, there is no better place on earth. And I've been to a lot of cop and firefighter bars, Portugal, St. Petersburg, Russia, Venice. Argentina. We'll get to that. Oh, we'll get to that. But if you want a nice burger and have a conversation with a woman you're trying to impress, you go to the Double Windsor across the street. I said it. Yuppie. Yeah, I am. Gentrification. Mm, Where nice. are we? Where are you on that, Mixon? Yeah, what's your take? Uh, well, I... Where would you rather go, young man? Mm, I would... Uh, well, I've never been to uh, the Double Windsor... What? Interesting. Never been, but, had uh, you ever been? To, had you ever been to Farrell's before you uh, interviewed Hooli? I hadn't. I hadn't. Did you? That. So what was Hooli? What was Hooli like? Wait, wait, wait. Where are the kids going today? Man, where do the kids go? Where are the kids going today? Uh, in Windsor Terrace? No, 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 I know, no, 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 no. You, you, you. You live in Sunset Park, don't in you? Brooklyn. Yeah. All right. So you go I mean, to what? Go you go to, to Costco. I do. You, you, I go to Costco. They have a great liquor store. Have you been over there? They there, do. There is they a liquor do. store right next to You can get a bottle of this Angel's Envy, which is the Brooklyn Paper Radio winner mm-hmm. for about $59, $10 off the uh, suggested retail price. If Wes Henderson, not, if you can hear the sound of my voice, yeah. we're going there after. It's not in the Costco. It's next to the Costco. And there's also a Sunset Distributors right across You the asked street. him where he drinks. Where do you drink? Uh, I drink down the street a lot of fence. Oh, oh that's fence. They have happy hour from uh, 4 to 7. You can get a $3 six point. Today. $3 six point is pretty good. It's pretty good. Kids today? Uh, until 7 o'clock. you got to get there before 7. you got to get there by 7. So. Hey, let me tell you something, Mixon. When I worked at the Brooklyn Paper, I never got out of here before 7. Ever! Ever! Gloria! Never. Never did. All right. We've got to get out. 
Okay. Last question about Hooli, though. Sure. Was he a good interview? Was he a good guy? Uh, he's he's all right. Yeah. Was he a stand-up guy? Uh, Do you know what I mean when I say stand-up? You sit down with Hooli to have a drink. Uh, yeah, to have an interview. Did he pour you a drink? Yeah, he did. Okay. <laughs> what did he pour you? What did he pour you? Yeah. So they have the Feralizer over there, which is the 32-ounce foam cup. Yep. Yep. The, yeah, the foam it's cup. It's Budweiser. It's all it is is Budweiser. No, the foam cup's a big thing at Feralizer. Everybody knows that. Yeah, the Feralizer. I got yeah. a Stella, and um, Stella. he poured me a shot of Irish, too. You got a Stella at, at Farrell's? Yeah. You can get out of here. Get the hell out of here. Get him out of here. Get, I, I swear to God, I'm going to tear him apart. Get him out of here. Mix him. Out. out you go. Right. Great seeing you. Have I'm, some ride. I'm taking I, that kid has got to get out of my sight. Yes, Stella at Farrell's. Farrell's used to be known as he's leaving. I'll tell him. he. Farrell's he used tried to, to be walk known. Out with, he tried to walk out with the rise. So <laughs> You're not walking out with the rise. Farrell's <laughs> used to be known as the single biggest Budweiser bar in the city. They sold more Budweiser in that bar than any bar in the city. Out you go. Come on, get out of here. More than the salty we gotta dog? talk about yeah we gotta talk about the election in Argentina because we're running out of time it's a big story oh hold on a second no, no we got a breaking news what we're now sponsored by Atlas Steakhouse on Coney Island Avenue you know, it was so easy for Colin Mixon to answer where he goes for a drink and he should have just said Atlas Steakhouse I don't understand yeah because he doesn't know these kids don't know anyway <clears throat> more importantly Jimmy give me something give me some give me something what's Jimmy gonna do you, I don't know he's got him on the spot. I did you know I'm making one more call who are we calling this time. Uh, we got a, well, you got a, you got a story you want to talk about? Because I got something. Well, what is it? Well, we're on the subject of Pete Hamill, right? We have been and who we dated. Him. Yes. Let's see if I can get one of Pete Hamill's old pals on the phone. I would love to do that. Dennis Hamill. I no, I, I'm not gonna call Dennis because that's because then the kids will get the phone number. I'm gonna reach out. He's with you at the Daily News, correct? P- Dennis Hamill's a legend. Yeah. Yeah. Right, I gotta get this number here. Anyway, Jimmy, give me give me a little uh, some dialing music. Give me a little dialing music. Whatever, something you got. You got something there, Jimmy? You got anything? He's got nothing. He's just like going through the archives. Oh, what are you doing? Oh, that's some dialing. Oh, that was good dialing music, but I'm gonna I'm gonna call out. <laughs> We're going out to former Brooklyn paper reporter Aaron Short. Aaron Short. I just, I do He's it. the go-to guy. What are we talking about with him? Dennis Hamill. Pete Hamill. Oh, okay. Oh, Pete Hamill. It's so pregnant when just, you call out like yeah, this. Yeah, it's very, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. I, f- I feel I feel like alone and scared. Have some more rye. Okay. Well, I don't think Aaron's going to pick up. He, he knows it's you. Hi, this is Aaron. Oh, oh right to voicemail. Thank you. Leave Let's a leave a message. Leave a message. Sure. You go first. Aaron Short, it's Gersh Cosby with Vince DiMasselli at Brooklyn Paper Radio reaching out to you for a segment we like to call... Who's Pete Hamill dating now? Yeah, I love, I love that second. Uh, listen, Aaron, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. You are Mr. Excitement. We need you on the radio again. Give us a call back if you get a chance within the next, like, eight minutes. Give him the number. <laughs> Give him the number. We have the public to call in. What, what is the number? What's the number, Jimmy? It's 260- 4502. 4502? Yeah, let's do it. 718, if you can hear the sound of my voice. 718-260-4502. Gersh Kunstman of Vince DiMasselli, we're taking your call. Yes. I'm going to hang up. Are we still yeah, on? We're no, still no, on Hammer. Hang on. I wonder if we'll call us back. Yeah. Okay. No, I don't want that. Okay. Jimmy. Anyway, listen, Vince. Yes. Great doing the show with you. If Aaron calls back, tell him I left. Uh-huh. Let's finish up some rye. Jimmy, you got any questions about this rye? Not at all. He's just going to shake no. his head. He doesn't want to be heard. Have a sip. Have a sip of the Alberta Dark. You got to let Jimmy try No, something. that's the Pikesville, my friend. That's Pikesville. We got to let Jimmy try Jimmy, what do you think? He's taking a big sip. Is that a sip or a gulp? First of all, what color is that? 
It's amber, he says. <sighs> kids with these big words. So what do you think of it? Is it spicy? Hits the palate well. I don't even know where it hits the palate well. Palette I don't know. Anyway, we got to get out. Anyway, Vince. Oh, Gersh. We're out of time, but we're supposed to talk about Argentina. Next week, we're going to talk about the Argentina because right, there will be week. ramifications. Okay. All we'll right. See, see. Vince DiMasselli, great doing the show with you. Where are you going now? What are you doing? You know me. I'm out the door. I'm going home, and I'm going to sleep. I told you I didn't get any sleep last night. I'm going to crash. I'm going uptown to see a movie called The Big Short. Read my review in the Daily News next week. And I'm Gersh Kunstman, brought to you by Atlas Steakhouse with my partner in crime and rye, Vince DiMasselli, a Brooklyn Paper Radio from the Brooklyn Paper Building in downtown Brooklyn. Good night, Vince. All right, we'll see you next week.